Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. So glad to see you guys. So glad that you're here. I did it again. Who cares? It's just a new part of the intro is when I complain about saying that I see you guys. Doesn't matter. Anyway, we're we're here. We're having fun. You know? Yeah. Oh, guys, I'm trying. I'm trying to, as always, I'm trying something different, and uh, it's 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 um it's working out good. But uh, the the implementing it is being hard is the harder part. That's as all things are. Implementing anything new into your life is always the biggest bitch. Just trying to get it started, right? And you would think this wouldn't be that hard, uh, but uh, I'm I'm trying to uh, shrink down my shit. You know, you know, I'm going through all of my stuff and trying to get rid of stuff, you know, just to just to condense things a little bit, get rid of stuff I don't need, don't want to have. I've talked about it before. I'm pretty sure I'm on this podcast on who gives F. I've talked about it multiple times. You just need to get rid of shit. OK, don't be one of those people who just hoards everything in your life, man. Like it's cool. No, don't get rid of stuff if you're using it. Right. Like if you enjoy it or like it or use it, it's fine. Like I got shit in boxes right next to me right over here that I haven't seen in forever. They just need to go, you know, it just uh, just stuff. And uh, that like it, you pull it out and you get nostalgic about it and then put it away. And you're just like, why am I keeping this um, or just furniture? You know, I like one, but this one's different. It's not just like little things like that. You know, this is uh furniture. You need to get rid of some furniture, right? Because uh, I was just, I realized I only used a dresser, my dresser for socks and underwear. Like I had shirts and stuff in there, but I've since then gone through and cleaned it completely out and got rid of the stuff because there are shirts in there. I haven't worn in fucking four or five years. Why do I have those then? Why are they there? Why am I keeping them? You don't need them. You don't wear them. You, they just sit in a fucking drawer. Get rid of it, right? Like, but give it to somebody else. And I've donated a lot of the clothes. So I was like, okay, I need to get rid of the dresser. And uh, and I bought, like, the cheapest thing uh, ever, where it's just, like, one of those little three-tier plastic drawers for, like, offices and put, like, my underwear and, like, workout shorts and shit like that in there. Who gives a shit? You don't care. But now I'm at, faced at a crossroads where I got to get rid of the dresser. And uh, I know I can, like, everybody always says, oh, you could sell it, man. You could definitely make a couple bucks off that dresser. Probably. Yeah, it's a nice enough dresser and stuff. Uh, I don't think, I don't, I've tried to sell stuff on Craigslist before. Um, and if you are a bit fan of the show, you know, we used to do a Craigslist segment. Fuck. You know what? I might bring that back. We, I, we haven't done that in a minute. Uh, the misconnections. I wonder if that's still a thing. We all have to look into that, but, but, uh, regardless what it comes down to is the fact that, um, I don't, I don't think people buy stuff really from Craigslist. I think people put stuff on Craigslist and then it's just like goddamn hodgepodge of people, not really interacting with each other, saying they're interested, maybe emailing, and just constantly thinking that every email you get is a fucking bot or something. It's not real. You know, every person you see on there, it's not real. It's completely fake. So, and then everybody told me about Facebook Marketplace. I don't have Facebook, okay? 
I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna get it to sell a dresser, okay? That's how Facebook wants to suck me back in. It's like, well, just use our little application to sell your stuff, you know? It'll be easy and fun. That's how they suck me right back into getting a Facebook. You're not doing it, Zuckerberg. You already got me on Instagram. I won't do it. I won't go back to that platform, okay? You're not getting me, dude. I, I'm waiting for that downfall of that platform. I can't wait till everybody stops using it. It's gonna be great. That one of these days. I mean, five five years from now. Come on. Come on now. Just fall apart, Facebook. We need you to. Need the Empire to fall. But I gotta sell I, I gotta get rid of the dresser. And uh, I don't wanna sell it because it's just gonna be too much work. And uh so I've started doing the obligatory thing you do before you finally cave in and just take it to Goodwill. Like, you know, eventually that's where all furniture ends up. Oh, furniture. And it's not like this is a bad dresser. It's a good dresser. It's, like, very nice. It looks great. And it's not like it was cheap. And it's not It's not falling apart. It's not a fucking Ikea dresser where it's just you put it together with fucking twigs. And it's just going to blow, like, the Big Bad Wolf's going to blow it over, you know? It's not going to disintegrate within two months of use, you know? It's a good dresser. But eventually, like all furniture, it eventually ends up at uh, Goodwill if you can't do uh, the, you know, the friend trade-off. The the eventual just shifting it among people, you know, you just change it, just exchange hands. Most of the time, I, f- I found this pattern with certain, like, style furniture and uh, furniture has a life typical lifespan, right? This is the lifespan of furniture. One, a couple gets a piece of furniture. They love it. They buy it brand new. Spend the money on it because they wanted the quality. They wanted quality. They've been fucking getting furniture or from fucking Goodwill. You know how gross it is to be buying couches from Goodwill? It's not okay, you know? The Goodwill couches are meant for frat houses. They're meant to be put on frat house porches and out there for keggers outside, you know? That's what those Goodwill couches are made for. So you buy a couch. They buy a couch. They have it for six, seven years. And then a friend of theirs, like somebody who just, you know, whatever. They're just never going to spend money on a couch like that. That's just not in their... They're just... They have a friend who just okay with what they got right they don't need to go out and buy a fancy thing it's not necessary they got this couch it works yeah it's not the prettiest thing to look at but the couch works so they give that couch because they want to get rid of their couch to that person boom now they got a couch bam good deal and then eventually you know they get tired of that couch that old couch that they had goes to goodwill and then eventually, after 15 more years of use that couch ends up at goodwill and that's the cycle you know, you just keep handing it down until it eventually ends up at Goodwill. You know, I don't believe any furniture ends up at the dump by a person. You know, families and people, we don't take the couches to the dump. Goodwill does that for us. Goodwill's almost like a certified, like, garbage service at, at a certain point. You just take your stuff to them, and you tell yourself, well, at least they're reusing it and di- recycling it. No. Nope. Most of the time, they're just fucking tossing it. <laughs> they, they toss so much shit. Goodwill might be like the second leading producer of garbage in America. I swear to God, dude. It is crazy. You know? So that is the cycle of the couch. So I'm trying to give this dresser to somebody. You know, I already had somebody say no. Uh, um, hopefully, uh, my buddy who I just found out is thinking about getting a house. 
um, and he's going to have a spare bedroom and stuff like that. I was like, oh, perfect, dude. You want to try that fucking bedroom together, dog? Yeah, you're going to put a spare bed in there, you know, dude. But you know what you need in there? A fucking dresser, you know, in case someone spends a long weekend with you, you know. Uh, maybe they're spending longer than you think, so they want to unpack their suitcase and put it away, you know. You know, feel like they're at home more in your place while they're staying with you. Uh, this dresser will do that, dude. They'll t- it ties a room together. You start doing an elevator pitch for your own fucking furniture that you don't want anymore. You know how hard it is to sell furniture you don't want? <laughs> like a salesman at a normal store, you can, you're selling a product because you know it's good. Like, and like, it's something you're probably like, yeah, no, I could see myself wanting it. And you pitch it that way. You, when you're selling your own stuff online, you're just trying to sell people stuff that you don't want anymore. That's such a different thing, and you can't believe the elevator pitch. It's such, it's so much harder to be a salesman when it's something you definitely don't want, you know? That's why I think, like, people who sell health insurance or anything like that or just, like, any kind of insurance probably have a harder time selling it because you, you're just like, man, I, don't, I wouldn't fucking buy this. <laughs> you're trying to convince yourself, dude. You're just like, I don't know, man. That's the name of the game with sales, though. you got to convince yourself that you want it before you can convince others that you want it. You know what I mean? It's all state of mind, man. You know? So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. that That's what's going on right now. That's the big thing right now is I'm trying to get rid of a fucking dresser. Woo! My life is exciting, isn't it, guys? Not as exciting as, a, as life used to be in this country, like when the post office was first invented. Whoo, you guys remember when the post office was first invented? Oh, man. During the Wild West days? That's what's funny is, like, I love how that's a term for when anything new starts up, right? Is the fact that uh, you call it's a, it's the Wild West of whatever this the thing you have is, right? Um, but we forget, like, the Wild West, when it like the that where that term comes, why that term is the way it is, is because things were crazy when it first when we started, first started expanding west. And uh, one of the early days of like uh, the post office, uh, you, like people they didn't think about the rules, right? Like it, like like most great things, like YouTube. When YouTube first came around, they were like, oh. Yeah, we you just post videos. People will love to post video their home videos or like just weird videos or entertaining stuff. It'll be great. And uh, they didn't set rules and boundaries and uh, beheading videos and stuff ended up there. The wild west of YouTube. Um, and so like the same thing happened when the post office first came around. You know, they were just like, oh great, we can send letters. You know, you can send all sorts of stuff through the mail, and we'll deliver it via horse, and it'll be way easier and communicate with people. It'll be fantastic. Um, but people didn't think about what they might try to take advantage of, and that's where we have a brief history of children being sent through the mail. <laughs> that's right, dude. People have been sending children to the mail all the time. You know, makes that, uh, you know, that wish.com thing that, like, with the whole Jeffrey Epstein uh, theory that they were mailing kids through furniture stuff. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what Goodwill's doing with all this extra furniture. They're sending, they're, they're just like, okay, we'll, we'll just send it to this fucking place and we'll let them, uh, you know, <laughs> fucking traffic children will use this used furniture, which is scary because then if you get drop off any furniture, your DNA's on it. You're going to get implemented in that, man. Woo, I hope you never had sex on your old couch because uh, if they're shipping fucking prostitutes through that uh, with your old furniture. 
That's what they're doing. Don't let people repurpose your furniture, guys. Stop taking it to Goodwill. Just burn it outside. <laughs> Fuck the environment. Just burn it outside so you don't get implemented in trafficking. <laughs> but there's a brief history of mailing children through the fucking thing. So, uh, one of the most overlooked yet most significant inventions in the uh, early 20th century might have been the post office decision to start shipping large parcels and packages through the mail. Uh, while private delivery companies flourished during the 1900 or 19th century, the par uh, parcel posts uh, dramatically expanded the reach of the mail order company uh, to America's uh, many rural counties or communities, uh, as well as the demand for their products. Uh, when the post office partial post office partial posts officially began in January uh, of January 1st of 1913 the new service suddenly allowed millions of Americans great access to all kinds of goods and services so yeah basically by being able to send comp this is why like Amazon's fucking huge is because of this stuff and they took advantage so if I remember we're eating right Amazon took advantage of like how our postal system worked in order to ship everything they had. So by doing that, that's how they took advantage and built their company because they already had a built-in infrastructure that would send packages rather than, like, uh, using FedEx or something like that, I guess. Um, it got some headlines when it happened, probably because it was so cute. Oh, yeah. Uh, but almost... Sorry, I skipped the sentence here. But almost immediately had some unintended consequences as some parents tried to send their children through the mail. Uh, it got some headlines when it happened, probably because it was so cute. U.S. Uh, State... United States Postal Service historian Jen, Jenny Lynch tells... <laughs> oh, so cute, isn't it? Oh. Okay. Uh, an Ohio couple named Jesse and Melissa Beagle mailed their eight-month-old son James to his grandmother. Eight months old. I mean, that seems like a good age to, to mail him. He's not going to be that heavy. The postage can't be too bad on him. <laughs> you don't want to wait till he's five. It's going to be a fortune to send him through the mail at that point. Oh, God, he's going to be fucking so expensive. Oh, speaking of which, here it is right here. According to Lynch, baby James... Was just shy of 11 pounds. Jesus. How big? Like, nine, eight months old. Like, that's how different, like, life is nowadays. I know several people who have had kids and were, like, 11-pound babies when they were fucking born. That just shows you the complete difference in, like, diet and access to food and all that stuff now. Because if he was 11 pounds, like, he's put on weight since he was born at that point. What was he born, like, fucking 5 pounds? Like, he just had to be a tiny-ass baby. Uh, just side of the 11-pound weight limit for the packages. Uh, okay, so it's 11-pound limit is what it was back in the day. Oh, yeah, those horses could only carry so much, you know. Uh, his delivery cost the parents only 15 cents in postage. Although they did insure him for $50. Now, you guys remember, you're probably like, oh, $50? That's all they insured this child for? That's a, that's horrible. That's terrible. Why would they only insure, insure him for that much? Oh, that was a fucking shit ton of money back in the day. $50 back in the fucking 1913? That's a goddamn fortune, dude. You can go to college for that amount of money back then.
Nowadays, you could buy a fucking textbook in college for that, let alone a meal in college. Like, I don't think you probably can't even buy anything in the cafeteria at a college for that amount of money now. Anyway, uh, the quirky story soon made newspapers and sunk. In, se- in the next several years, similar stories occurred at the surface where other parents followed suit. Yeah, why wouldn't you? You just, I, hey, hey, we just had a kid. We need a fucking break. We're sending him to grandma's house. Get him the fuck out of here. Now, my parents shipped me off to grandma and grandpa's house now and then. Now, when I say shipped, that's why they, that's probably why that's a fucking terminology now. It, like, it sounded like people always said, oh, we're going to ship him out to here. Well, like, at first it sounded like, oh, yeah, it just makes sense. You just mail or whatever, do whatever. Yeah, but that's not why. It actually turns out that they call, oh, we're going to ship you out here. is because they used to literally ship people through the mail. <laughs> that's why it's now a fucking goddamn saying, you know? Uh, but my parents would send me to my grandparents all the time. You know, I get why people were mailing their kids now. You know, they just need a break, you know? Uh, Cletus is taking care of the farm, you know, and, uh, Samantha's finally, uh, feeling frisky after having the kid. It's all like, it's all good now. She, she let that box get right back at it. They needed some time to pound it out, create another farm hand, you know, let's go. So, and you you know, sometimes you just don't want the kid in the house while you're fucking taking it to task, you know, while you're both going at each other like rabbits. <laughs> you got to make those farm hands, okay? All right, let's take a look. In the next few years, the stories began the children being mailed through uh, rural routes uh, would be cropped from time to time uh, as people pushed the limits of what they could send through the uh, partial posts. In one famous case in February 19... 19- of 1914, geez, only a year, a four-year-old girl named Chloe May uh, uh, Persioff was mailed via train uh, from her home in Grangerville, Idaho, to her grandparents' house uh, 73 miles away. Uh, Her story has begun become so legendary that it even made it into a, a children's book. Oh, no shit. Mailing May is what they did. No, that's an actual children's book. Huh. Yeah, that's just a cheap train ticket. <laughs> like, you know how expensive train tickets were back then? Of course they're going to just do it through the mail. I wonder if you can do that now. Can you ship yourself via mail? No, you can't. They definitely have laws against that now. Otherwise, homeless people would be shipping themselves to California. So they could hang out there in the nice sun. Get down to California. It's cheaper. If I could mail myself to a place for vacation, that'd be pretty dope, you know? Also, you just make a return address. You just, like, return to sender. <laughs> yeah, they just decided to return and you get returned back home for free. Dude, you pay one-way ticket and you come back for free? Goddamn! That's how you do it right there. Return postage. You'd be like, yeah, this package is broken. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that fucking rules. Yeah, cheating the system. That's what we need to do here. Yeah, postage was cheaper than a train ticket. That's right. It's right there. Just do it. And you just, like I said, you want to get returned home. You say that you complain the package is broken. Bam, they refund you your money. You send it back. They send you a new (laughs) Send you a different kid. (laughs) Hmm. Luckily, little uh, May wasn't uh, uncommercially solved 
into a canvas sack uh, along with the other packages. As it turns out, she was accompanied on her trip by her uh, mother's cousin who worked as a clerk at the... Okay, so there was a fucking family thing. All right, so, like, they're just working the system there. As you got to know some people, know some people, take advantage of the postage system. You got some people in the government that'll take care of some business for you. You know what I'm saying? A little slide under the table. I was going to say, I hope she was accompanied. Can you imagine just sending your child, like... There's no wonder kids were getting molested way at a higher frequency back in the day. Yeah, I'm just going to send them through the mail with this guy who is, is the equivalent of a truck driver back in the day. That's all fucking post office people were back in the day. They got on a stagecoach with a horse and buggy with a bunch of shit and then drove it and then like rode across town. Yeah, of course they probably did some shady shit along the way. You don't tell. You're gonna tell me guys who worked for Wells Fargo stagecoaches with all that money didn't maybe try to dip into a couple funds there and there to when they stopped off on some brothels. You know, there's some accounting errors. You know, you, you, you there was a leeway. You could be off by 15, 20 bucks here and there <laughs> with the stagecoach thing. I don't know. Maybe it flew out the back window into a hooker's pocket and she could blow me. You know, some weird shit was happening with those stagecoach delivery drivers. All right. You know, I don't blame them. They need to get their dick sucked. Why do you think lot lizards lit exist? The guys gotta get their dick sucked. And women, women truck driver now need to get their pussies licked. You know, it goes both ways. Everybody needs to get off. <laughs> Dude, just like stagecoach hands, like just getting. They, they were definitely getting hummers in fucking brothels back in the day. You know, it's the wild west. Prostitution was totally go cool. All right. She, she was accompanied by her can, uh, by her cousin. Um, over the years, these stores continue to pop up time to time. Parents occasionally manage to slip children through the mail thanks to rural workers willing to let it slide. Finally, on June 14, 1913, several newspapers, including the Washington Post and the New York Times, Jesus, and the Los Angeles Times, Jesus Christ, those fucking places, those newspapers have been around forever, all ran stories stating that the postmaster had officially declared that children could no longer be sent through the mail. What a hero. That postmaster, what a goddamn hero stepping up and stopping people from having cheap ways to send their children to their grandparents. God forbid they hang out with their family members, you know? What a, he's right. You know, stay home, work on the farm. Uh, but while the this announcement seemed to uh, have stemmed from a tick, uh, tickle of tots traveling via post. Lynch said the story wasn't entirely accurate. According to the regulations, Jesus Christ, at that point, uh, the only animals that were allowed to be mailed via, uh, were allowed to be mailed were bees and bugs, said Lynch. Uh, there was an account where May Parlet began being mailed under uh, the rate, a uh, chicken rate, but uh Actually, chicks weren't allowed to be mailed until 1918. Oh, man. I feel, you know, I, I'm not the biggest av fun or the advocate or, like, uh, uh, I guess supporter even of, like, most government programs. But it's funny that, like, they have to go through with a fine-tooth comb. And, like, they had to make chicken rates? You have to have chicken rates. So ship, chi and they would just send children via of uh with a with a chicken rate, huh? Hmm. Well, they didn't. Apparently, according to this, you could send you could only send bugs and bees through the mail. 
for the longest time in 1913, huh? I guess at least you could send, like, your uh, your enemies who was allergic to bees. You could drop a fucking bomb on that. Is that terrorism? If you mail bees to somebody who's allergic to them? Right? It's got to be something, right? How do you know? How do they survive? Because, like, I feel like they, like, you, if you ship bees... There's got to be a certain way you can package them. Or bugs even. I don't understand. Well, bugs, like cockroaches, will survive for a while. But I don't understand. I, that's why I don't understand the bugs, dude. How do they survive that long? It, like, in a package with no goddamn nothing. Nothing of substance for them. Jesus Christ. I don't know. We live in a crazy world. You know? Or we, at least we did. We still do. It's just we got weirder things to worry about now than mailing children through the... Well, I'm pretty sure they're still worried about children going through the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, a, it's not a good time, you know? Yeah. So that human trafficking. Real bitch, apparently. Uh, but you know where you definitely should get something mailed to you from? Punninggame.com. That's right, guys. Uh, Punninggame.com is where you can get to the punning game shop where you can get merch. That helps support the shows and the website right here at punninggame.com. That's right. Get yourself a Not Worth the Time hoodie or zip-up hoodie uh, get, or shirt even. You can get shirts, hoodies for all the different shows. Who gives it? The Empty Parlor. All of them. Get stuff and help support those shows, guys. And don't forget to use promo code NWTPOD, NWTPOD for free shipping at checkout. So use that promo code. Also, while you're at the website, check out all the other content of all the great shows. we got stuff coming at you every week, guys, all week long. Check all of it out. We really appreciate it. And if you want to watch this podcast and read along with me uh, and see the crazy shit I've been looking up on this website, uh, you want to go to YouTube.com and search Comic Wade Taylor. Uh, hit subscribe. Uh, like comment it helps get the pump out the algorithm it shows the interaction it helps get this out to more people hopefully you can do that um rate and review the podcast too i would much appreciate that also while you're on youtube check out my half hour that i have out there wild horses um you can find the clips you can find the whole special right there so check all that out guys i would much appreciate it follow me on the social medias uh, all that's linked down below along with all the stuff i've looked up today well the one thing i looked up today there's a link right there if you want to check it out and see more stuff so check all that guys thank you for watching not worth the time uh we'll check in with you soon and remember don't do anything i wouldn't do 